0: up everybody welcome back to another episode of from broadway to belmont i am your host chris desalems and with me as always is my wonderful co-host kevin cough kevin jump in say hello what's
1: up hello everybody hello chris good to see you as always it's back again. To see
0: you man yes
1: wednesday uh sorry tuesday night tuesday night recording as per usual uh yes sir good to be back pretty pretty exciting eventful week i think for for both teams not hey, personally man, mon- <laughs> mon-
0: monumental uh monumental night for all i fans.
1: oh man first time in 31 days 31 days yeah it's very exciting that the witch is dead hopefully this is the spark of something new but we'll get to that later but yeah
0: now what would you do if um if they went on like another 11 game losing streak
1: <laughs> i don't even know what i would do at that point that's brutal to even think about
0: yeah that'd be, I, I mean Yeah, I I don't know. Like they win the one, and then they go right back to like uh, like an eight game skid. Like that's just
1: pain, pain for Shane. Good old Shane, right? Number one (laughs) overall pick. But yeah, it it was a it was a must win game over Ottawa. I know we uh, you and I spoke off the record about some of the the Barstool guys and the media guys. Must win game tonight. Must win game. Hammered the Islanders and a must win. They did. Ottawa's really. Really did not look good.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think that's like what was so funny about everyone. Like Frankie Borelli saying that um, tonight was a must win game because it was like it was against the worst team in the league. On a Tuesday in December, (laughs) December 7th, whatever game in the season. And it's it's a must win. It really wasn't a must win. It was just like a we need to win to gain some confidence back. But yeah, um, like I said, like the must win goes out when um, you're one point out of like wild card contention, and it's the last game of the season. Like that's the must (laughs) win game.
1: (laughs) I think people use must win games pretty loosely nowadays. I think in terms of the grand scheme of things, like not every game is a must win game. You can afford some losses here and there. Not eleven in a row, but some.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely for sure. Uh Panarin's going off in the box. He's he's been all over the ice, man. Uh Rangers Cat uh Rangers Blackhawks going on right now. Yeah. Uh, it's a two-two game in the middle of the second. Um Thoughts and prayers go out to Kyra. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> Jacob Truba, Truba just, killed a man. Truba laid him out. Uh, clean hit. Kyra just was skating with his head down, and by the time he got it up, he was meeting Truba's uh, shoulder. And and um, Truba really didn't lead with the shoulder or anything. It wasn't like he went down to to hit him with his shoulder um, so he could do that. I mean, he was just kind of Kyra's just kind of bent over, and by the time he's not really able to straighten himself up, and uh, he meets Truva's shoulder and immediately goes down. Um, just
1: an unfortunate circumstance overall. I mean, it was just – it looked much worse than I think it was in slow-mo. But that's oh, yeah. how things are going
0: to progress. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't moving on the ice. And I think um, that was the scariest part. A lot of people immediately thought he was paralyzed. Just he, he got hit and immediately just went down. Some people thought he was paralyzed. Others thought he was just knocked out cold. Um uh and um thought Kane just scored on the power play. Um was that now three two then? Uh, no, he did not score on the power play. Um, I don't. I don't know how he missed that goal. He in net wide open. Your, <laughs> gifts, your gift sucks, dude. Um yeah,
1: he's not very good. It's a no, definite he's, he's problem not, with and uh, no. A little bit banged up. Oh, uh, I think he got a glove on that, and that shot went a little high. Um, which you saw live in San, not in San Jose, but against San Jose. Yeah, we'll,
0: we'll get. We'll get I'm into that a little bit. Okay. Um, what was I going to say? No, what I wanted to get to first was um, they said that um, Kyra already this year, earlier in the year, got into a fight and um, got punched and fell on his head. So this is the second you know, head-related injury he has so far this year. So um, I personally don't think you'll see him play another game of hockey this season. Um
1: yeah, I guess you never know. Tough to tough to deem now, I guess, but with the way things go, maybe. But I guess I just it depends think on the for prognosis
0: his, for his health. I think he should probably just you know fix himself and and get better and hopefully come back stronger uh, next year. But I I just don't think it would be wise for um the Blackhawks, who already are having a bad PR year, to to send him <laughs> out there again after. He's had back to back head and neck injuries. Hiring a um, PR guy,
1: <laughs> the job is open for any listeners.
0: Yeah, but like uh, like you mentioned, um, I was at the game, uh, kind of a spur of the moment thing last Friday garden. with my dad. Yeah, I went to we went to the garden. We watched uh, Rangers San Jose. Um, fun game. It was a uh, it was a really fun game. Um, only a one nothing game, but the Rangers uh, they they dominated the the um the Sharks um. And, what, and and the score probably doesn't dictate that. A lot of people see the score and just be like, how can you say they dominated the Sharks when it was a one nothing victory? Um, they were just all over them. The Sharks never really had any great chances. Um, the Rangers had a bunch of chances, a lot of close, close goals. Hill played really well. He, he, he kept the Sharks uh, in this game, and he kept that game closer than it probably should have been. That probably should have been a 3 nothing 4 nothing game.
1: He's a good little goalie.
0: Yeah, you, you, you know, uh, Rangers, you know, one nothing victory. You take the points, you move on um and they did And the Rangers are red hot right now I think they're on a six game winning streak or seven game winning streak um coming into tonight against Chicago which we're recording in the midst of mm -hmm. yeah uh 2-2 game in Chicago like I said still um so hopefully they can get some more points my lock of the week from last week has been looking good um the Rangers, I think, currently are. I think they have three wins since we last recorded. Um, I said that they go four and two, and they would probably drop one of these games and maybe lose to Colorado. So um, if they win tonight, they could drop the next two. And my lock of the week is good, but they're also playing Buffalo on Friday, so that's be an easy victory. <laughs> Never know, but yeah, prob- yeah,
1: probably the way things are trending, I would, I would assume so, and I would hope so.
0: Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so uh, l- let's get into the Islanders. Uh, victory over yeah. um are you no it's not even arguable the the pretty much the worst team in the league i think i think it's probably a tie between buffalo and ottawa I arizona's think. pretty bad too they're all pretty i bad. Buffalo's Ari- good this year i forgot arizona's pretty good by garbage this year um but yeah no i mean um
1: arizona ottawa
0: i think are probably the two worst teams in the league five yeah i would i would say that's fair um Walk us through it, Kevin. Five three victory for the Islanders. Uh how how does how did it feel to when your first game in thirty one days? <laughs> yeah,
1: no, right. That's honestly nuts that it was thirty-one days. But yeah, it's good. I mean, they got a lot of good offense from a lot of guys that needed it. Like Lee had two goals, Peugeot got a goal, uh, second goal in two games for Peugeot. Wallstrom's on the score sheet again, Bellows got one, so uh, they give they give up three. They gave up one to tie when it was 1-1. They gave up another one in the second, I think, and then they gave up a shorthanded goal in the third, which I think they were just kind of dogging on. But, um, I hey, it was a good game. I, I expect them to win those games. Quite frankly, I expected them to beat San Jose and Detroit as well based on the dire situations they were in. But I would gladly take a win over Ottawa at the current state. So not going to complain about that whatsoever. But, uh, yeah, just good to, good to get a win the first time and. <laughs> Thirty-one days—that's just
0: ridiculous. So, what's what's the longest losing streak in the NHL? Does, do you know
1: at this point now, or just, like in just in overall just in
0: history? Yeah, let me look it up. Right, but, the owners um, went
1: on fifteen in twenty eleven. That's what got Scott Gordon fired. So that's pretty fun. That was a good one. Eighteen games by the two thousand three, two thousand four Pittsburgh Penguins and the. 2020, 2021, Buffalo Sabers. <laughs> but uh, yeah, good thing Pittsburgh won that Crosby lottery. Phew.
0: Let's not get into that. I very, <laughs> I have, I have feelings on that. Yeah, we, we've was, talked about it before, but yeah, we'll, I just, mean, we'll just say it was rigged.
1: Um, <laughs> eleven in a row. I mean, it wasn't, I guess, a losing streak. The NHL calls it a winless streak, so we can take that for what it is. But they lost eleven <laughs> in a row. So, but hey, I mean, five points in the last five of the last eight. That's fine by me. If they could have, they lost to Detroit in overtime, San Jose in overtime, and who's the other one that I'm missing? I just I just closed the app. Of course, it was Detroit, San Jose, and somebody else that they probably should have beaten. Oh, Chicago. Um, they got just destroyed by Patrick Kane in the shootout. He made it look so easy. Um, but that Chicago game they probably should have won. Um, they had the majority of the chances. Detroit, they just couldn't keep them off the score sheet. That was a winnable game as well, and. Then San Jose, they just couldn't find the offense. They played a really good game. So I think things are turning around finally, uh, which is good to see. But you know, we'll we'll see what happens moving forward. It's uh I think a good confidence boost the last four games, even though they lost three, which sounds stupid to say. But um I'm thinking things are hopefully turning around finally.
0: Yeah. Uh it's good to good to see the Islanders win again if you're an Islanders fan. Uh but um yeah, I definitely think it was I uh, need to win game, get yeah, gain some confidence, get back on the point, uh, get back on like the point sheet with with two points and everything instead of uh, just getting these one points or zero points. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's good to see um, if you're an Islanders fan, uh, like yeah. we said, the Rangers are, are are red hot right now. They're they're clicking on on all cylinders. And um, it's good that they won a lot of those games. Um early on that they probably shouldn't have won uh to gain more points that you, you need at the end of the year and then all the points they're gaining now are points that they rightfully deserve so um yeah, they're looking <laughs> like they're, they're they're in a good spot i think they're fifth in the le- in the entire league in the standings and uh, that, that how is that not offsides um <laughs> and i think they're second in point percentage with um 75 uh, percent or 0.75 uh, in points. They so are rolling. Um, yeah, no, they're, they're looking really good right now. Panera's putting on a clinic for um, the Rangers right now. A little fun fact about it, he got his 500th point tonight. Can you guess what team he got his first uh, point against with the Blackhawks? I unfortunately read
1: the notes, so I already know, but I thought that was a very cool stat nonetheless.
0: Yeah, no, first point against the New York Rangers when he broke <laughs> out into the league, and now he scored his 500th. 500th with the Rangers against his former uh, his former team up oh, Trubas Funny game. Funny how that
1: works out. Thank you Stan Bowman for training him for Brandon Saad and leading us yeah. to the timeline that we currently live in. So oh, that's this much appreciated. This kid's
0: this kid's a fucking idiot. Who is this? Someone tried fighting Truba and he just got his he just got his ass beat by Truba. Uh, he got I mean, respected he, at least. Oh yeah, I mean Trubas answering the bell. I got to respect this kid for standing up to his teammate, but I mean he just he just it was almost Ryan Reeves bad. I mean, he might have landed a few punches in the beginning of the fight, um, but they kind of just tied up real quick, and Truba just <laughs> laid, laid it on them.
1: <laughs> yeah. Truba's, Truba's a tough cookie.
0: It looks better this year. I think this is one of the best years we have seen out of Trubin and I think a lot of fans needed to see this. I mean he pay him a big really, bucks. He needs to
1: do stuff. Yeah, things. you know,
0: you're paying him eight million dollars. Um I think a lot of that money was coming off of how he looked in Winnipeg and it was yeah. obviously shaky the first few years um in uh with the Rangers. So um if you good get six
1: million dollar value out of him. You're probably fine. Like if you get seventy five percent of the value of that contract, you're in good shape.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, oh, did you? I don't. I don't know if we talked about this on the last podcast. I don't think it happened yet. No, it, it didn't happen. Did you see the puck go off Barclay Goodrow's face? No, uh, I saw
1: everybody tweeting about it, but I I missed it. Um, like actually the yeah. video of it, but I saw people were uh, I saw the I saw him after the fact and his cut, which was very close to his eyeball. Which was oh my a god, bit dude, concerning. I thought
0: he I thought he lost his eye. To be completely honest with you, when I was watching that game, He's just like, um,
1: a career ender. Just ask Chris uh, Pronger about that one.
0: Oh my god, dude, it was so bad. I mean, the it just it, like you saw something crack. It looked like the shield on his helmet like cracked away, it just like bounced off his face and um msg uh i think or not msg it was the rangers they posted a story or an instagram of like him uh, an Instagram post of him like walking into the garden uh-huh. and literally his right eye it just looked like a black oh, hole it was oof. it was not like um Petri in the cup yeah, final disaster. It's, like, it's just red <laughs> eye his eye was just legit just a dark hole like it was just That's black concerning <laughs> but it was just it but it was a weird picture I think it was just like the lighting and everything because um it was just he just had like a really black eye and his eye and his actual eye was just a little bruised but um what an absolute just animal that guy is took took one off the face and played the next night so um <laughs> just a just a sick puppy um yeah or not the no. next night the next game but um
1: they're tough they, the rangers look good i mean you, there's no denying it as much as i don't want to admit it i mean they're 16 four and three they're they're not scoring as much as the other teams at the top which is a bit strange but they're yeah they're going part of it
0: Oh yeah, I mean, uh, he, he's, been he's, he, he's it. definitely keeping them in a lot of games, but and keeping the um, keeping the goals down. But yeah, um, in terms of like that top five or top ten teams in the league, I think the Rangers' goal differential is like plus five or plus ten or something like that. And I think a team like Tampa is like plus twenty, plus thirty or something like. They're the scoring, Rangers and are
1: plus ten, and basically the best is around. Plus thirty, plus twenty seven
0: around there. Yeah. So. so so um they're definitely um yeah, they're not scoring as much as these top teams are, but you know, it doesn't really matter as long as you're winning games. Hey, if you win games, um,
1: that's all that counts, eh? <laughs> exactly.
0: And the Rangers, um, you know that it goes around like every year that like um that like circular chart of teams percentages to make to the cup. Yeah. Rangers Those are all topper. BS. Like, oh, yeah, all, I, I don't mean to. See it. That's that,
1: that's not me saying that just because the Rangers are the top. It's like when the Islanders right really at the top, but like, it doesn't mean. It's anything. also the,
0: the yeah you're making these like after 25 games, yeah. but you know the Rangers currently have the highest odds in that in that little chart. So it is bullshit. I do agree. Um, <laughs> it's it's it fancy stats. Yeah, it does not really correlate to anything currently going on. Um, because the yeah the Rangers are good right now, but to say they have the, they they are the number one team to make it to the to into the playoffs this year yeah it's just, it's just wild. I mean how 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 is that possible when they're not even the number one ranked team in the league? <laughs> or the division
1: yeah. And again, I think that I was just looking at the standings, and I feel like these two these three division leaders you have Florida, Toronto, Tampa, and then you have Washington, Carolina, the Rangers. I think that might stick all year. Quite frankly, I think both of those are pretty. Safe bets. Uh, maybe the Rangers are the shakiest, just because of their history. Oh yeah, I
0: I, but, I agree. I think they're definitely like they they drop or go up. But I, I think, think they I think they'll stay the whole year though. At the way this is going, I think they I think, will. I think the Caps are making. I and I know me specifically look like a fool because I think I predicted they would have a significant step back, but I said um, the Flyers to make the playoffs, so that's okay. <laughs> I, yeah, I think I'm pretty we'll sure we'll get to I that said, later. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I said they were trash, but yeah, you did. or they weren't yeah. as good as people said they were. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I think the Rangers probably have the most um, wiggle room in terms of where they'll end up. Um, I think they'll stay though in the standings. Yeah, I would love, love for them to stay at the two seed. And then right you see now. the wild
1: card in that sense, if those stay, you have Pittsburgh and Detroit in wild-card spots right now, and I'm not going to disparage Detroit because they're playing well. They have those two youngsters, Lucas Raymond and Moritz Sider, who are just absolute dogs. But if you look at the teams ahead of the Islanders, Buffalo, I'm expecting to pass them. Philadelphia, I'm expecting to pass them. The Devils, the Blue Jackets, and the Red Wings, I think they could pass all of them. So it really comes down to Pittsburgh, Boston, and the Islanders for two wild-card spots. The Islanders can ramp up and pass these teams that they're supposed to. So I feel like there's, I feel like there's so many teams ahead of the Islanders that they can pass if they just go
0: on a bit of a streak here. And what's different about this year? I mean, the Islanders um, are behind. They only, they've only played 21 games. Yeah, exactly. they, They've got a, they've got a few games in hand. But the I think the one thing that's going to affect a lot of teams this year is that the, um, the first half of the season games are separated Um, you got a few days in between some games Mm -hmm. here and there some teams had like I think um, Boston had a seven-day break and then a six-day break they only played two games in the span of 13 days Um, and it's like their schedule on the back half is just consistent games like they only have I think a few instances where they have more than one day off in between games Um,
1: and a lot that's on the road for a lot of teams and the Islanders get to be at home not that they they're 0-6 at home right now, which is unfortunate. <laughs> but um, if they're at home and they could just go on that stretch, like you said, with so many back to back games, I think it definitely favors you being at home for that, obviously. So maybe I don't know. It's it's what well, we won one game against Ottawa. I'm already looking at going back to the playoffs. But <laughs> I feel like there's just so much opportunity to to jump. Um I think that like I said, I think those top three in each will probably stay, but they just gotta battle it out. I mean, there's no way that over the next 65 games, the Islanders cannot pass Buffalo, Philly, New Jersey, and Columbus. There's no way, right? It, it has to happen. The laws of just everything have to even out at some point. Maybe I'm wrong. You'd <laughs> hope so.
0: I mean, if you ask Devils fans, they would probably tell you that the Devils <laughs> are going to stay where they're at the entire season. They're the best team in the league. They're great. They're of course, great. they're
1: the 500 Devils.
0: Yeah. I'm um, surprised. Um Lindy Ruff hasn't been canned yet. But speaking <laughs> of coaches that got canned.
1: Double as whammy. Of
0: Monday, as of Monday, Elaine Vino, rest in peace, you dead bitch. <laughs> yeah, he's um, done. He's out. Uh, I don't think he'll ever coach in the NHL again. I would be nah. genuinely Based on his surprised. reputation,
1: I don't think the players really like him. Just on based on – I'm not one to assume. I hate doing that. I hate saying that people can assume what's going on in the locker room. But just based on interviews – I'm um, including Jake Voracek's recent interview that you sent me. Um, it's in some Czech newspaper if somebody wants to find it. Um doesn't seem like the players really like him. Seems like he's kind no. of a jerk. He's also very smug on the bench, I've noticed. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Um yeah, I I would not be surprised if if players just flat out came out and said, Yeah, I don't like him. He was just a bad guy, bad coach. Um he's just there's just something about he's he's the ultimate blame everyone but the system and himself for when things go wrong like anytime something goes wrong or there's a losing streak or you know points aren't being you know points are not being uh, gained it's always someone else's fault it's never his fault he doesn't change his systems he is very stubborn that way Um, I don't think he's a great game tactician like like trots or um, or galant like he just if it's Yeah, no. He's just going to keep doing what he does and hope, you know, maybe the team turns it on or something changes. Um, I think, you know, this is great if you're, like, a Carter Hart fan because I think he'll regain some confidence. I think uh, Elaine Vigneault, like, railroaded him multiple times while Uh – Oh, my God, how flurry saved that. Um, (laughs) The Rangers almost scored a shorthanded goal. Um, Yeah, I think, uh, like I was saying, Elaine Vigneault railroaded him a few times for some losses, blaming it on him. Um, I just think, like you said, guys weren't too happy with him around. I also think the Flyers are just an older team, and I think people love giving credit to guys – were way past their prime like oh this is going to be great like the yandel acquisition was not something that like yeah, it was people bad. should have been freaking out about um, about that one that was a weird one like ryan ellis great player but this isn't like three four years ago ryan ellis that you're getting like he was killing it in nashville when they made that run um yeah R- Ristalinen was a terrible trade just blew up and <laughs> blew up in the uh wow who could have seen that one space. coming? Um, and yeah, they're just, uh, you know, you, you, you lost Hayes for a bit, which is, there was a lot that was stacking up against Vino and he really wasn't doing anything to keep his team in it. Um, and he got canned, you know, genuinely surprised by that. Uh, a lot of people are saying Rick Tockett is going to be where yeah. he is the, the like number one guy, um, on the list for the flyers right now. That's, that's really surprising not, at all. Yeah. That's not they too love surprising them there. as a player. They, they love them. Yeah, and it's kind of gonna. I think if he was to coach again, he would kind of bring that style of play that I think the Flyers are looking for right now. This tough, hard to play against. You know, mm-hmm. throw the body first. Um, skill can come after. Type they're, they're team. built for it. Yeah, I, I definitely think so. Maybe um, I take that back. <laughs> Maybe a little bit, not as much as it used to be,
1: but at least somewhat. Oh still. yeah, no,
0: I mean they're they're not this big bad team that everyone fears yeah. anymore. But you know, they, and they they definitely got some guys who are probably more than willing to throw the body and everything. But um, we'll see. I think yeah, I think uh, it was good for the Flyers to let Elaine Vigno go. I was very happy by. Um, <laughs> By his firing, uh, just because he caused me nothing but pain the last <laughs> few years. In um, yeah, he got the tail end in New York. Well, yeah, I was there uh, for most of it. Yeah, I only missed the first two seasons of him. Yeah. I was there for the next two, uh, I think. Yeah, the next two uh, years of his tenure. Um,
1: Here's my conspiracy, though. Now that you mentioned that he's not going to coach again, I thought about it for like two seconds, and so Montreal just fired their GM and their president of hockey operations, or they hired one, Jeff Gordon, who's with the Rangers under Glenn Sather when they hired Vigneault. Vigneault's from Quebec. He speaks French, which is a big thing for the Canadians, apparently. I think we talked about last week how stupid of a thing it is that they have they want this du- bilingual GM and whatever. But Dominic DuCarm, who's there, or Ducharm, I don't know how you say it. He's not a good coach. He was bad interim before they got to the playoffs. His special teams are bad. I don't think he sticks around under the new GM. Do they hire La Vigneault?
0: I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. I only say no because I don't think, um, I don't think Gorton hired Vigneault. I think he was there though, right? But yeah, he was there. So I don't know. There's some connection. I feel like though, like any move pre Gorton GM, I I just te- oh yeah, definitely say I lean, was saving, I lean but... more towards sailor with ninety five percent behind that. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, it, it's definitely a possibility. Is his name will definitely. Be throw I It's think gotta be, be. with the the, with the French
1: the French connection too. That's really and, what sells and, me on it. Because how many French and it'd coaches? Be a shame are Shame if they brought him in.
0: I think. I really think it would be a shame. <laughs> yeah. Kind of
1: Caulfield and Suzuki and all them.
0: Oh yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. The way Caulfield, um, his dad, and <laughs> handled the whole minor league thing. You know, if Caulfield, if a, if Inyo gets the the job. And Caulfield starts playing like shit. When is he going to request a trade? Or, when is his dad going to come out and say, he won't say it, but we want to, we went out of here. Yeah, exactly. So, what a mess. Um, also, other, um,
1: yeah, where you go just, ahead. Vancouver.
0: Well, I wasn't even going to talk. Oh, about that. I was just going to say, I, mean, I was only going to say
1: it because Travis Green, the coach that got fired, was a former Islander. And I really want him to coach the Islanders back in the day before Doug Wake got hired full time. So, uh, Sorry, Travis. I don't think it was Travis Green's fault. Uh, let's good out of there, player. I, I
0: think they fired him too early. I, I, I think they should have fired Benning first. I oh, mean, it was the
1: roster she, makeup, for sure. They had nothing to work with.
0: Yeah, it, it was kind of like he just got the shit end of the stick. Um, you made a ton of horrible trades this offseason. You, you haven't really brought in too many guys. You got lucky with Pedersen, who isn't playing like himself, and, and now you're looking to blow it all up again. So um,
1: Disaster. But yeah, yeah, it's we, it's
0: not looking good for them.
1: We don't um, care about Vancouver though, so it's okay. But our,
0: yeah, R.I.P. Um, this kind of got ruined now that the Islanders won, but it was kind of like it was kind of like a joke. <laughs> it was kind of stupid anyway. Not it, bad. Was, <laughs> <laughs> it was. stupid, but it was really funny. It was we have to like, talk about it. I mean, there's yeah.
1: no like it's not any of our ideas. It's just online. It was. It was. Continue. This was a.
0: This was just a, a hashtag that was started on, on Rangers Twitter. It was DQ. Oh, I wasn't, even th- to, I wasn't
1: even thinking about that. Go to ahead. To New yeah. York Islanders. Yeah, yeah. it was uh, yeah, just kind of like – It was all the
0: bullshit. Um, oh, uh, if, if Trots loses his game, he's done. They should fire yeah. him, all that stuff. So That's what I thought Ranger- you
1: were going to talk about. Yeah.
0: Rangers Twitter had some fun with that, and they said David Quinn to the, to the <laughs> Islanders uh, with just some ridiculous oh, just gifs of, of him yeah uh, I saw all that. in new york so i wanted to bring that up first i thought that was funny um, it was kind of and, comical and, nonetheless some and, of tweets were and, pretty good and it would be even better if somehow the islanders went from barry trotz to david quinn i think i would lose my mind one. i would <laughs> legit lose my mind um but, yeah, the the, the Trotz's hot seat and the rumors what, that what he would get canned were just so ridiculous. I mean, who the fuck would actually, one, believe that, and then, two, Why um, <laughs> yeah, it was just just the, really, really dumb. It, it It's going around
1: in, like, a lot of circles. I think people are frustrated about the way he handles his youngsters, mainly, like, Robin Salo and all those kind of – Players, Bellows, Wallstrom, Dobson, even though he's trusting Wallstrom and Dobson much more now. But like the guy brought this me, very mediocre team, very frankly, to two straight Eastern Conference finals. And he won them this first year against Pittsburgh before getting swept by Carolina. Like, I know he has a lot more flaws now, I think, than he did maybe in the past. Maybe it was just covered up because the Islanders had a different roster makeup. There wasn't as much expectations. Dobson wasn't around. Wallstrom wasn't around. He treats veterans different than rookies or younger players, but the the guy is still a great coach. You're not getting any better. Who are you going to hire other than Barry Trotz that's a better coach? There's articles on Eyes on Isles. Yeah, literally at that point. The only one (laughs) I'm taking is like maybe like Rob Brindamore or John Cooper, like those are the only equivalents I think in my mind. And maybe the tier below him is like Gallant and a couple other guys around the league. But like, what the, like, what are people thinking? There's articles on eyes on Isles saying that trots and Lou should be fired. There's Ryan Whitney um, on spit and Chiclet saying that trots is in Philadelphia. If oh, the honors lose against Ottawa, like we need to it, It's just ridiculous. I mean, he has his flaws. It's becoming more evident. He's, Probably becoming more stubborn, quite frankly, with the way he operates with certain players. But I mean, it is what it is. He, he got the honors to where they are for a reason. So it's just all a bunch of mumbo jumbo. And the fact also, and then I'll stop ranting because that's just stupid at this point. To even talk about <laughs> it, it's the honors were on the road for 13 games and they had COVID. If, even if they suck this year, like whatever. It's It was an unfortunate circumstance. Pewak and Nelson got hurt. It is what it is. If Barry's going to go away, he's going to walk away on his own accord in after next season and say, you know what? I have my time here. I'm getting older. I want to spend my time with my family. Elaine Lambert, you can have the job. That's the only mm-hmm. scenario I can see that he leaves. I don't think he's going to get fired. There's literally no shots, but that's all. That's just stupid.
0: Yeah, I I, I agree. I think um, the rumors and speculations and what, whatever you want to call it, it, it was all just complete ridiculous garbage oh of course um if the islanders did fire him that co- it doesn't fix any issues so, like the issues <laughs> they had yeah like the issues they have now just with like the losing streak and all that stuff like what if, if he got canned how okay how are they going to get any better like w- what is the plan if you fire him like yeah
1: like who do you pick up just it's just so stupid there you go, promote wayne lambert who's study under trots for 20 years i'm sure he'll have a different system yeah definitely mm-hmm. I don't it, it,
0: like it, it's just it just makes no sense to me it's like oh we're gonna solve this problem by getting rid of one of our problems but the, the solution also created a even larger problem <laughs> and we're not factoring in everything you said you know a 13 game road trip Covid injuries. It's like, yeah, sure, there might be, there are definitely some issues that he has on his end that you know, if you really dissected it, he could probably fix. But a lot of it is out of his control too. I mean, he's yeah. kind of, he's kind of like, I'm trying the best of what I got here. I mean, they played the Rangers with like eleven guys from their minor <laughs> league team on 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 the bench. Yeah,
1: like what do you expect at that point? But yeah, it's all stupid stuff. But. <laughs> The fact that it's an actual thing people talk about is just just dumb. But he's uh, not going anywhere. Wu's not going anywhere. So suck it
0: up, people. Now I didn't put this on the um on the on the thing because I was t- thinking about it. Um, I got my Christmas tree today, and uh, my phone died, so I wasn't able to take a scooter back <laughs> to my apartment. So I had to I had to sit with my own thoughts while I walked back. And um, I was thinking about something that before my phone died, I was listening to Chicklets, and they had brought Uh-oh. up that um. Brask was coming back as like um, an e bug for Boston temporarily. Yeah. Like he's not signed or anything, and um, a lot of people were just like, "Yeah, he'll play e bug for you know, just just in case and all this stuff." And um, I, I didn't get a chance to look at his his contract, and I think he's unsigned as of right now. So yeah, um, he's unsigned. And I, I would have to look at Georgiev's contract, but I was just thinking about it, and and the the Rangers rely a lot on. Um, on Shesterkin, obviously. And um you know, I, I don't think Yorgiev is the answer long term in terms of nah. just like a guy who can help get it done. I mean the rate the, the league right now is uh is is goaltender tandems. You need to have a tandem to win the cup. You need to be able to have guys either split time or you need to have a competent enough backup where he's at least in that you, you know we we have a chance to win this game. We're not gonna just immediately drop yeah. the team. Yorgiev gets a net and I just get really worried. He just looks shaky. he has, he has zero confidence um, this year. I don't I, I just don't know if I don't really know what's going on with him. And his agent came out and said, you know, oh, the trades talk the trade talk that was brought up over the summer, that was all like ridiculous. We're not requesting Soft. a trade or any, Like we're not requesting a trade or anything. That is all just rumors that's going around in the media and stuff. And, and I, I, I lean towards believing it. Um, I, I don't think that uh, he was requesting a trade. And if he was requesting a trade, I think the Rangers would have traded him. I think that, I, I don't think they would have waited because they've tried trading him before. So if he requested it, yeah. it, it was just giving them more ammo to try to trade him, especially after um, the, some of the moves they made. They would have been able to figure it out. Now – instead of um immediately bringing up like Huska next year or Wall who are your minor league guys and and you know Huska I think has been in the system for at least a year or two now I think this is Wall's first or second year too I don't think those guys are ready yet I think they're both no, great probably not. prospects they're great goaltending prospects and maybe one of them becomes the backup but I don't I don't one of them would need to have as Just a huge season in the AHL for me to confidently say, yeah, bring him up. I would need to see maybe another year or two from them. So, ultimately, the point I'm trying to make is Tuka Rask isn't unsigned, or he is unsigned. If Boston doesn't go, hey, Tuca, we're going to sign you. We're sending Swayman back to the AHL. Um, You're going to be our starter again. I mean, because they they... They have Omar, who I think is making five million or three million dollars. Yeah,
1: another three years after this.
0: Yeah, like they have him for for a pretty considerable amount of time. Um, I don't think Tuka's going to be around that much longer. I think you know he probably only has a few seasons left in him, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's got the numbers to back it up. You know he can get the job done. If if the Rangers decide Georgiev isn't the answer. Do they go after someone like Rask as your backup? You're probably not going to have to pay him too much money. If you say you're you're going to split games 60-40 with Georgiev, I think he would be okay with that. I think he's got enough pedigree to say, or or for fans, you know, okay, if he's in net, I'm not worried the Rangers are going to lose these games. We at least have a shot. I don't think it's something the Rangers are thinking about, but I was just thinking about it on my walk back, like it could be an interesting thing. I mean, I know he says he loves Boston and, and to move out of Boston and yeah. to his family out of there. That that's a logistical nightmare and stuff. And that might like, sway thing. him from New York. I mean, they could always move to Connecticut. Boston also isn't that far via helicopter, <laughs> pri- private jet or um, train. It's only, you know, if you're taking the, the, the first two options, you could probably get there in under two hours. But if you're taking the train, it's like a three, four hour train ride. Um, but it was just I, like, I would wonder if, if any Rangers fans who listen to this, you know, what, what, what do you think? Would you want Rask on like a, I don't think he'd get a vet minimum deal. I think if you set aside maybe a million, a million, a, a 1.5 to two, anywhere between there for one, two years, do you say no? I, I personally don't think so. Um, if if you're gonna just come out at the end of this year and say like your gives not our guy anymore you know we wish him all the best you know i think he genuinely after this year might want to get out and get a fresh start somewhere as either um a starting goaltender i like he could probably play starting goaltender if you went to like arizona slash houston um Oop. yeah there's see, if see houston in a few years um <laughs> I I was thinking Vancouver, but I'm like, no, they have Demko. They don't need him. And he'd be playing backup there. Um, There's a lot of, like, Western Conference teams with, like, shaky goaltending that, you know, Kyorky could probably get a better um, shake at potentially being a starting goaltender somewhere. And it would just be another notch on Benoit Allaire's belt of let me turn backup goalies into mediocre starters that get paid. (laughs) Yeah. so yeah, it was just something that I was thinking about. Like, there's obviously logistical stuff to it, but it's it's something I would at least entertain. If I'm the Rangers, I would maybe entertain it. Just looking at okay, if this isn't your guy, you don't trust the young young guys yet. What's the move? I don't know. I was just thinking. I was just pondering it. Do, I think I'm, could could the Rangers potentially go after him?
1: Yes, I think, I think so. it makes a lot of sense. But like. It doesn't sound like he wants to leave Boston. I think no, in a vacuum would make sense, but I don't think it's ever going to happen. Just based on yeah. his age and the way he treats his family, and the way he left the bubble, and he's practicing with the Bruins. I think it makes sense that it sounds like he's going to go back there. But I, I mean, it, it would be great for the Rangers. It makes a lot of like logistical sense, but just on a personal that's sense, was, the way Rask kind of operates, I can't see it.
0: Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, yeah, on paper, it would be a great move for the Rangers. But, yeah, the, it would just be a logistical nightmare getting him yeah. here and everything and having him rip his family out of, you know, this area they've been in for almost a decade at this point. Um, so, um, yeah, I, I just think it's it it's just something I was thinking about. Um, and it would be great to have him. I think, I think he might be one of those pieces that helps you get over that, that hump. Uh, since he's been there and, it, and I think a lot of people are also um, I don't think I think he loves the Boston fans. I think you know Bruin's fans um, for the most part love him back, but you do have that fringe few that love to throw him under the bus and blame him for all their goaltending woes when it's always. Like you're, you're just you're just buying into the, the radio and you know uh, local TV and, and local coverage hype. Of, oh, Rask sucks. We should get him out of here. It's like, okay, what's your next best option? Like, they've been saying it for years. I've never understood it, but and I think that's why I was thinking about it. Um, just, yeah. You know, he's could be an option. It would be a, a, a I, I would enjoy that option, but probably um, not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, it's probably not going to happen. But it was just something I was thinking about. And I was like, yeah, eh. there's other backup goalies out there. That be, <laughs> yeah, that's the thing, too. I think um, they would have an easy. It's an easy job finding another backup goalie. I mean, if you just do your due diligence and yeah, exactly, they have a decent you know uh, save percentage. Yeah, not too shabby. Yeah, anything else with the uh, Rangers or
1: I got one more Islanders point, but that's about better... uh,
0: all. No, not not really into the uh, into the um the third period, and I'm watching what is going on. They're just they they they're playing this WHL clip, and people are just. Tossing teddy bears onto the ice. Yeah,
1: teddy bear toss. That's like a that's like a big thing. People love it. They did one at the uh, Seattle oh, yeah. game the other day. That was nice. Then goes to like children's hospitals.
0: I mean, yeah, probably. If it, I, this is this is like the first time I've ever seen it, like ever done at a sporting event. So I was, just yeah. like, what the no, hell is going on here? thing going on. But yeah. Yeah, no, I mean I love that. That's great for that's great for uh raising awareness and getting yeah. kids some teddy bears. I was just very I was just like, are they throwing bears <laughs> on the ice? Stuffed animals. But yeah,
1: I was just the last thing I was gonna say was uh the Noah Dobson train. I think we talked about it on the podcast where I was like, Yeah, we could trade Noah Dobson. Yeah, I think it was a, a <laughs> I I think it was idiot. literally last week. <laughs> yeah, I think it was literally last week. But man, he looks like he's progressing very well. I'm glad I was wrong. I was total mushed him. But um hey, he looked great. He he played his best game of his career against um Chicago and he scored the game time goal with 2 seconds left which is absolutely electric. He looks much more comfortable now that he has the increased role with Pewock out. Um he's finally getting that leash I think from away from Barry a little bit more where he can do more creative things and not worry about turning the puck over and being benched or healthy scratch for a game so no Dobson, my apologies. Uh you can join Nick Letty on the apology train. But I never thought no Dobson was a bad player. I thought it would be an interesting trade fodder to get some scoring, but um
0: It's kinda it's kinda like the rask thing. You're you're, yeah. you're just kinda like pondering it, like you're exactly. just putting it out in the void. Like who who else wants to talk about this baby?
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I'm glad Dobson's looking good. he could be that top four D man that we always want. I mean, hey, puck moving guy, he's looking like much more hoist in the power play now, moving the puck and getting the puck into the zone and commanding the points. So good on you, Noah Dobson. Hope it hope it continues. Oh,
0: um if we want to throw a little shade at one of the biggest scumbags in the NHL, um, Tony D'Angelo, unfortunately, got COVID. Sorry to hear that. Uh, but I also had it. So I can I can I have the ability to talk down on <sighs> other people who get COVID as someone who. Did indeed. Yeah, happen. we, both, we both had. We, both, we, both, had the, yeah, we so both had. We both had the COVID. Let's talk our shit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we both. We both had the bead. but uh, yeah. What happened to Tony D'Angelo? Did you just get COVID? That was like two weeks ago.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't think we ever talked I about it. I, about I, thought it. it was, I thought it was after we recorded he got it. Oh, Probably. Um, I thought, it, I, thought probably I saw it late last it. week. Um, but yeah, COVID denied. I got COVID, so suck <laughs> on that. <laughs> Hope you get better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I got nothing else. I got Rangers nothing else to do there. Uh, tied going into the third, and they scored yeah. their first goal. They scored the goal uh, first goal. Um, so I'm sure they he'll should tweet
1: win. about it as things progress uh, throughout the end of the game. But uh, yeah, you want to do lock of the week? I'm glad, I'm glad I didn't. I didn't have one from last week because I wasn't sure if the Islanders were going to play on Thursday against San Jose, but they did. So that was nice. But uh, you can go first if you
0: did. You did you lock that they would win their first game within the next week? I think I did. Maybe I don't know. Let us know.
1: Well, it was wrong if I did.
0: <laughs> True, that's fair enough. Um, I like the week. Uh, the Rangers have a pretty weak schedule. Uh, they have an okay schedule. I mean they they play some pretty bad teams. Actually, the the end of the month is is good. I uh, I think December the Rangers will only lose. They played. This is their fourth game. They play one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten more games after tonight. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah, they, play, they played. 15, they played fourteen games in December, um, with a little bit of break before and after Christmas. Uh, fourteen games. I think the Rangers only lose four games this month.
1: Fair enough. What, I, I what think, four games?
0: So they play Colorado tomorrow. So they'll probably, if they win tonight, they lose tomorrow, I think, against Colorado, who's kind of returning to form. Do you, do you put and Georgiev
1: it, back in goal or is it, who's there even backup at this point?
0: Uh, yeah, Kincaid? George, no, Kincaid has COVID. No, fucking Huska's up right now. So yeah, it's Georgiev, awesome. Georgiev has to play these games. That's the thing. It's not even like, um, Maybe the lock is we get Shesty back on that on Sunday. I didn't even talk about that. So yeah. Oh yeah, um, he got hurt. When I went to the game with my dad last Friday, um, Georgiev got hurt or Shesty got hurt and, and skated off the uh, and was having trouble skating off the ice. Now the MRI's and notable um liar, Gerard Gallant, came out and said that uh was nothing too serious to worry about. We might just be losing her. <laughs> about a week, uh, but he should be uh, fine uh, pretty soon. He might just miss the next couple of games, um, which he did. This is game two that he's going to miss. I think he's going to miss tomorrow. He could be back for Friday. He could not. Um, I think the MRIs came back and said there wasn't anything torn or sprained or anything, but um, from a couple angles, some people said that. Uh, I think he took just like a slap shot um went through his pad and hit him in the knee uh-huh. and just kind of gave him a stinger and maybe there's some knee swelling and stuff which i probably believe um it kind of when you're there and it happens in real time and if you blink you miss it um there's no yeah. replay for seeing it live uh i i also don't really watch replays after games unless it's like crazy moments i didn't really see him get hurt again so i didn't really watch the replay um but that's what a lot of people are saying. It was more so he might have just had a pretty bad stinger, and um, his he'll team, be back. Yeah, It might be. Yeah. So my luck of the week is the, my luck of the week is that Chesty returns by Nashville or this time next week when the Rangers play Colorado, or and um, my luck of the month is the Rangers only lose four games.
1: I like that. Very nice. Well, I'm gonna go with uh, double. I'm gonna double down on New Jersey here. Uh, I think the Islanders beat the Devils on Saturday. Um, I'm kind of sick of it. Uh, we, we outplayed them massively last game and we lost four uh, nothing. Don't think I forgot because I was there. So that's a win on Saturday and we're at home. And uh, the other walk of the week is Scene Hall over Rutgers on Sunday. Uh, Rutgers looks like garbage this year. You know they're gonna sh- they're gonna show up for the Scene Hall game, but Pirates Pirates are gonna squash them. Number twenty three in the country, but we'll see. I hope I'm correct because that would be really embarrassing if we lost to them. But um, uh, then they lose last year. They didn't play last year um, which is a big controversy amongst Rutgers fans but uh two years ago they got squashed like they came out and were down like 25 to two in the first five minutes um but no game last year so it's good to have a little bit of redemption this year so we'll see huh. but that's my I, of the
0: week. I, 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 damn Two years ago, Jesus. Yeah, I think Seton Hall is probably. Um, I, I I'll I'll, t- I'll take that lock too. Um, if I oh I could gamble on Seton Hall here. Might put some money, my, <laughs> yeah. Might have to put some money in the account and take um take Seton Hall that game. Um, Seton but Hall's
1: I, num- first number seven Texas on Thursday too. Double whammy.
0: Yeah, it's a big game. Big um, but they um they look good this year, man. I think what they've only they lost do. two games.
1: Very deep team. Yeah, they lost to Ohio State. That's Good it. team. Yeah, they beat be number one Duke. So well, seen Hall it did. Ohio State did, but and they lost on a last second three pointer. So
0: yeah, so that loss looks even better. It's, very, it's a very I'm, good loss. Yeah, yeah, very good loss. Ohio State. I I was talking to my dad about it because um, I'm, I'm I'm unfortunately an Ohio State football fan still trying to reel <laughs> from that Michigan loss. But um, <laughs> I didn't know that. Wow, number really you know. Yeah. Um, I like when they have good basketball teams. I don't know why I've always liked Ohio State basketball. Um, I like when they have fun and competitive teams. I think when I was younger, they were always a pretty good team and consistently in the top 25. And um, as I've grown up, my last – probably the last eight years of my life, Ohio State basketball has not been that great. So um, good to see them back again. Um, Definitely ride with Seton Hall more than I do Ohio State. But um, good to see them. Uh, yeah, return to their former glory. Yeah, good stuff. But yeah, those are the locks of the week. But we'll see what happens.
1: See what happens next week. Yes, sir. Yeah, number of the week. I know we got like three minutes left, but uh, so we're gonna hit fifty. But I'll run the number of the week quickly. I've randomized. It got twenty six. It's actually a very interesting one for the Started with. Dave Langevin, definitely mispronouncing that, which I'm sure my dad will tell me I am um, once he listens to this. He played from 1980 to 1985, looks like a stay-at-home defenseman. Uh, so he won four cups with the Islanders. So that's got to be worth something, eh? He played <laughs> 400 games and won four cups. So good for you, Dave. Uh, Pat Flatley, um, Islanders legend, wore it for 10 years after that. Uh, so he had a great career. And then after that, from 2001 to t- 2019, basically, it's just a weird era of random Islanders. You got Jeff Toms. Don't, no idea who he is. Justin Mapletoft, I remember a little bit. He was never anything. Justin Papineau. Um, how many games did Justin Papineau play in the NHL? 12. Okay. Two goals. Two goals in 12 games. Good work, Justin Papineau. Uh, oh, I take that back. He played 69 games down. There's nine goals. Nice. Nice. Uh, so, he played 81 NHL games. Almost full season. Good job, Justin. Uh, Rob Collins in 2006 played eight games down. under are wearing that uh, number 26. That's pretty cool. Um Ruslan Fedetanko, my guy, uh well loved the tank. Only played one year with the Islanders. He was like one of my favorite players um in that kind of era. But one year with the Islanders, sixteen goals. Good for you, uh, Fetitanko. My mom also loves Fed so there you go. Uh Joe Callahan after that played one game with uh sorry, eighteen games with the Islanders, two assists. Now I don't know who this man is. I genuinely don't know who Joe Callahan is and that he plays <laughs> for the Islanders. And then it gets really spicy because you went from Matt Molson who played there for five years, obviously, and then was unceremoniously traded in one of the worst trades of Garce Snow's tenure to the Buffalo Savers for the next number 26, Thomas Vanek, um, who wore for a year before being traded for Sebastian Kohlberg in a second round pick. That's just a terrible trade. We talked about, uh, I think last podcast, Matt Molson went on to spin chicklets and was like, yeah, um, I want to stay my whole career with the Islanders, blah, blah, blah. Yes.
0: Yeah. um, The last, yeah, I don't know when he was on Chicklets, but yeah, I remember that. Very um, interesting interview. Yeah. You see, he wanted to stay with the Islanders and um, I didn't listen to all of it today, but um, they had Patrick Eliash on. And apparently I I forget um, what year it was. It was a contract year for him um, when he re upped with the devils. But apparently he said in this little clip, I didn't listen to it all just because I wanted to listen to the podcast. Um, he was very close. I think he said he was probably if they, if uh, the Devils didn't reach out within another day or two, he would have signed with the. He was very close. He was training with them. The Rangers. He was training with the Rangers. Yeah, oh, he was geez. like this close. Like I, he's, I think like he was like ninety-eight percent close to signing with <laughs> sign with the Rangers, and then Lou, uh, came in and you know reupped them, and you know he won some more cups and uh, finished his career with the the Devils. But yeah, he was very close apparently to being a Ranger. That's, I never knew that. I didn't yeah. either. So uh, I'll report back next week. With exactly <laughs> what he said because I didn't yeah, want to spoil it for myself. Do. Uh, but yeah, but no, yeah. we're wrapping up on we're Tom, wrapping up now because uh, I oh, got
1: three. I got three more players. Yeah, I know. Tyler Kennedy, 2015, played a uh, deadline acquisition. Good. I know we gotta wrap up, but uh, Josh Hosang got it after being stripped of number 66, uh, which is stupid. and should be allowed to be worn, um, and he was 286, and that was Oliver Wallstrom, uh, my boy. So. That's the numbers. Uh, very interesting group there. A lot of random players, but uh, yeah, that's it. So you love um, to
0: see that. But yeah. um, we're we're running out of time here because we we don't want to we yeah. don't want to have to pay. You don't want to buy post-production post-production credits. credits. <laughs> so uh, I'm gonna wrap it up here real quick. Thank you for listening. Uh, make sure you subscribe. Leave us a five star review. Uh, follow the social media accounts, all that jazz. Uh, share it with your friends, family, cats, dogs, everyone. Um, Kevin, you got anything else? No. All right, we'll see you guys next week. Peace. <laughs> Points the bank,
1: then. Points the bank, then. Points the bank, then. Points the bank, then. Points the bank, then.